0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. Let's start today's episode off talking about the Blackhawks, who were defeated by the Avalanche last night, 4 to 3 in overtime. Uh, Avalanche got off to a quick 2 0 start in this one. Uh, very tough first period for the Hawks. If Marc Andre Fleury had not been there, uh, that period definitely could have been a lot worse. Fleury ended this game with 29 saves on 33 shots. Uh, he allows those four goals. Uh, the second period, however, was a lot better for the Blackhawks. Jonathan Tays ends up getting. Getting, making it a two-one game uh, on his goal, uh, his third goal of the year. It was uh, a big mess in front of the net, and Tays was just sitting back door, able to get uh, able to uh, knock it in. And then the Hawks in that third period were able to come out flying. Alex Ovechkin with two goals in that period. First one on a one-time pass uh, from Patrick Kane, and then the other one uh, he beats Dar- Darcy Kemper uh, off an off another assist from Kane. That was now his 20th goal of the season. However, going into overtime, uh, Hawks got some bad luck. Jonathan Taze hits the post, uh, which would have ended that game. Uh, Eric Johnson, same thing with him for the Avalanche. He ended up hitting the post as well. Uh, so a couple unlucky breaks there for both teams. However, Kale McCarr uh, ends up winning it for the for the Avalanche. Uh, a very nice goal from him. He sort of went one-on-one with Kirby Doc, with Doc defending him. And he was just sort of able to hit a uh, hit reverse and ends up going to the net and beating Flurry on a nice deke. But uh, tough game for the Hawks. They played a lot better than we had seen them play in the past. This is now their fifth straight loss. However, I think this would be one of the better games we've seen them play in a long time here. I mean, looking at how they played against Calgary and Nashville, um, there was really no positives there. There wasn't a lot, of, a lot of things to be happy about, but the Hawks are able to come in here and they played a pretty strong game. So uh there's definitely a lot to be happy about there. Uh also the power play got going. Alex Brink had two power play goals. Both of his goals uh came on the power play in that one. So uh power play definitely woke up a little bit more than we had seen it uh we had seen it doing in the past. You know, obviously that had been a big issue for the Hawks and now it's it's you know, improved today. Hopefully it continues to improve here. Um but no, I mean the Hawks played a strong game in my opinion. Uh, they now fall to 11-17 and five on the year. Avalanche now improved to 19-8 and two on the year. But the Hawks do get a point out of this one, uh, so there is some positives there. But I thought it was a pretty strong game for the Hawks. We saw some guys, you no, know, uh, you no know, Connor Murphy with his fight with Gabriel Landeskog, uh, sort of proving you no know, he was willing to go out there and play for his team or uh, really willing to go out there and fight for his team. Uh, and we saw Mark Andre Fleury in and his return from COVID. Uh, he played a really strong game in this one. Alex Dabrinkit obviously doing his thing. Uh, we've seen Seth Jones put up some more points. So um, really I think the, the Hawks played a pretty strong game in this one. Unfortunately uh, not being able to contain Caleb McCarr at the end of the game was uh, was what really killed them in this one. And then we have some other Blackhawks news. Uh, Alex Nylander has been traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And in return, the Hawks are receiving receiving Sam Lafferty. Um, And in my opinion, this trade is a little bit lopsided. I'm not really sure how I 100% feel about it right now. Uh, Lafferty, so far with the Penguins in 10 games, has two points. Uh, He's 26 years old, was a former fourth-round pick. Uh, He has just 21 points in 94 NHL games. So really, it's a pretty tough way to see... Uh, alex nylander go in this one i don't really know how i feel about the trade 100 yet i feel like this is sort of a trade to acquire another fourth line guy which is what the hawks just did with with toronto when they acquired curtis gabriel so i don't really think this trade is is worth it or really works out for the hawks that well i mean lafferty is somebody who takes more penalties than he actually draws So that's a big issue there. And I feel like the Hawks have enough of those guys. Like they have Jude Arcara, they have Curtis Gabriel, who actually just got sent down to the AHL, but they already acquired that guy. They don't need another guy like that. Um, But I mean, I feel like, you know, this is a. I don't really know if this was the best you could have got for Alex Nylander. Maybe you could have gotten a a somewhat valuable pick. I mean, he's only 23 years old, Uh, he has been buried in the minors for a long time here. But I don't know. I just I just feel like this is a tough way to end the Alex Nylander saga in Chicago. I always sort of felt bad for him because it felt like he was always sort of at the. He was always sort of. uh, at the mercy of uh of Stan Bowman and you know how the fan base hated Stan Bowman and how they hated how the Hawks traded away Henry Yokoharu for Nylander and how it just has ma- his backfired miserably for the Hawks here I mean Henry Yokoharu hasn't been outstanding but he's a you know so- a solid defender with the uh with the Buffalo Sabres that's a guy you you know you definitely could have could have liked to have right now with your defense being pretty poor so um I don't know how I feel about this yet. I'm sort of teetering on the edge of I sort of hate it, but at the same time, I don't really know. Uh, but I guess we'll see as we move on here. There's been no roster move, so I'm guessing Lafferty uh, will, be, will be immediately joining the Blackhawks here and not going down to the AHL, but I guess we'll uh, we'll start seeing here. And now it's turned to the Bears. Uh, Matt Nagy said Justin Fields will fully participate in practice today, and that he will get the start against the Vikings on Sunday. So that's some good news there for the Bears. The Bears fans will no longer have to be uh, have to watch the Matt Nagy, uh, Andy Dalton, uh, Nick Foles show. We'll now get to see uh, Justin Fields in the final game of the regular season. Uh, then some other news for the Vikings. Mike Zimmer has confirmed that Kirk Cousins will get the start on Sunday for the Vikings. So uh, some no. Some some bad news there for the Bears. They are getting Justin Fields back, but uh, at the same time, Kirk Cousins. Uh, no, even though he doesn't have a lot of success against the Bears, uh, I still think uh, he'll. You no, know, he'll come in here and he'll bring. A, he'll. He'll sort of explode that offense or, or really uh, change that offense so um hopefully the bears defense will be able to contain uh contain cousins here but uh right now hopefully uh hopefully justin fields will return 100 will return 100 percent here and uh we'll see the bears possibly get a win in minnesota where they've had a lot of luck recently or in the in the uh, past couple years uh with the vikings and now let's turn to the bull, to the uh, bulls and let's talk about Jeremy Grant. So Jeremy Grant's uh, currently on the Pistons and his name has been thrown around in a lot of trade talks. The Pistons, being the worst team in the NBA or one of the worst teams in the NBA, uh, are going to start, you know, looking to to rebuild, start or starting to look to uh, to trade away some of their valuable valuable guys for some picks here. And Jeremy Grant is definitely one of those guys who are uh, who are very valuable and have definitely been thrown around some trade talks. And the Bulls are one of those teams who are definitely looking to acquire a big-name player like Jeremy Grant. Uh, Jeremy Grant in the season is putting up 20, point, uh, 20 points per game, uh, 4 rebounds, 2 assists per game. Uh, he does have a thumb injury, which has left him out indefinitely for about 6 weeks here. Or he'll be reevaluated in 6 weeks. He had surgery on that thumb. But uh, still... Jeremy Grant's a strong a strong piece to a team. No, this is not a, a depth player. Like this isn't a a uh, you no know, standard trade deadline piece for a uh, you no know, a guy who's playing you no know, coming off the bench. You no, know, this is a guy who's going to be immediately inserted into a starting lineup. Uh, and he'll be a big part of a team. And if the Bulls are to get Jeremy Grant, then this this be a this would be a big wake up call for the NBA to start you know, noticing how good the Bulls are. Um, and I think this would this would honestly be a great move for the Bulls if they were to go out and try and go. All out and trade for a guy like Jeremy Grant. I feel like the emergence of Kobe White recently, how he's been doing so well, uh, has definitely helped the chances of the Bulls getting Jeremy Grant. And I think there's definitely a shot where we're going to see uh, Kobe White be moved in a trade for Jeremy Grant. You also have uh, Patrick Williams as well, who has, you know, even though with his wrist injury, still has a lot of upside as a defender, and you know he still has a lot of room to grow as a scorer. So I think he can also be a guy you move. Um, then the Bulls also have that first round pick from Portland, so they have the assets to move uh, to move for Jeremy Grant here. There's some other names on the market like Harrison Barnes or Miles Turner, who the Bulls have also been linked to, but I think Jeremy Grant would honestly be the best choice here because he also has an extra year on his contract. He signed a three-year deal with the Pistons, and he'll have another year after this, so that means you're going to have to give up a lot more, but at the same time, you also have you no know, control over him for next season as well, so I honestly would really like the Bulls going all out to try and get Jeremy Grant. You know, we've seen AK is is definitely he definitely likes going all out for, for players here, you know. He definitely likes to uh know, t- to uh try and Get the best guys available, and he's going to try and make the biggest move possible to improve a team. And we saw him do that with Nikola Vucevic when the Haw- uh, when the Bulls weren't really competing. You know, we saw him you no know, move for Nikola Vucevic for the future. You know, we saw him you no know, move move uh, you no know, get Nikola Vucevic for next season. So for this year, um, you no, know, we saw him go out get DeMar DeRozan and uh, and Lonzo Ball, so he could you know, surround Zach Levine with some real talent. Um, so I think AK will definitely be a guy who's going to say, okay, we have the we have the assets to move for an elite player right now. So let's go out there and do that. And I would just, I would be very happy with a move like this if if the Bulls were to do something like this. No, there's also other pieces like I said. You no, know, Miles Turner is another guy who you could definitely see, uh, you could definitely see the Bulls moving or trying to get. I uh, you know, especially since he's on the Pacers and he has dominated the Bulls in you no know, in years past. You no, know, he's a good defender. I uh, you know he's a good rebounder as well. Um, you no, know, he he's you no know, consistent. He's pretty consistent with his blocks as well. So uh, he's also another guy who the Bulls could definitely make a move for no, he does have no he is on the final year of his deal I want I believe he's on the final year of his deal um but he's another guy who's been terrorizing the Bulls for years but at the same time you know you have Nikola Vucevic already and we've seen that no a mix of that like sort of not working at times I feel like you know those two you know trying to play together at the center position I don't know if it would really work 100 percent but I think, you know, the best player available, you know, AK is going to say, okay, we have the assets to go, you know, get this player. Let's go out there and let's go get him. He's a very, you know, non-conservative guy. He's going to go out there and he's going to make the best move possible. Uh, so that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in and I will see you guys tomorrow.